On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. One of a kind opinions, big name guests, the teams you care about every, every, every day. It's the Ron Johnson Show, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. Welcome to the Ron Johnson Show, and I'm your host, Ron Johnson, as I bring my producer, Sam Extraman. If you're wondering, this trophy here, softball champions. I've been talking all season about my daughter's softball team. The season is finally over, but I was the head coach for the Nationals. We won the entire tournament. We got moved to the bronze bracket. Um, six teams remained. We were one of the six, and we ended up winning the entire thing. We went undefeated in bracket play. We went two and one or two and two in pool play. It was a great day. It was a great day. This is something she'll always remember. Um, the umpire came and told me how great of an athlete she was. She had a home run in the game to get us to the championship. Uh, she ended up I mean, her friend did too. Her teammate had one to the fence. I mean, it was a rocket 200 feet to the fence. And the girl made a great relay and threw her out at home. We probably shouldn't have sent her. Long story with that. But she had some ridiculous plays in the end of the game. So the good thing is I'm not horsed as much. Like, I, I kind of was <laughs> being a head coach versus one of the assistants is a little bit different. I didn't scream as much for her when she made plays. Uh, and there was one play that took me by storm in the, in the, the final sequence. Sequence. Uh, we were up by three, I think, and we had to just close out the game to win. Uh, she got one. I told her, don't throw it because I thought the girl was going to be safe because the other girl, it hit off her glove and my daughter got it. She picked it up, barehanded it, and gunned this. I mean, she threw a laser. It sounded so loud when it hit the, the first baseman's mitt. Girl was thrown out. And then in the game, she went in the hole, backhanded it, went to her knee, came up, threw it out like Derek Jeter, and, I mean, got her, and the girl stretched out. I'm going to post the picture on Twitter. Later today, so for those that follow three Ron Johnson on Twitter, I'll post the whole you know scenario stuff. But our first baseman stretched on her tippy toes to catch it because it was a rocket too, a little high because she was coming from her knees. But she got the girl out into the game, ran on the field. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, that's what this trophy is for. So you'll see it throughout the show today. Probably this is the last time I'll have it here, but some fun. It's a it's a it's a nice big heavy trophy too, Sam. I was. I was surprised at the money they spent on a 10U uh, Nationals event for, for a trophy. But, hey, it's something we'll have for the rest of our life. She'll take it, you know, maybe to college. She put it on the trophy case next to my Gophers helmet, you know, since I never won a national championship with the Gophers. So, hey, she deserves a spot on the mantle as hey, well. if there's going to be, uh, like, a boat parade around Lake Minnetonka for the championship, <laughs> no, don't be throwing that trophy, Ron. I know how you hey, get in those boat parades. Don't throw the trophy. I think I am. I might do that. Hey, that's a great idea. We do have a family that has a boat. We might have to get a couple boats and go around, <laughs> go around Lake Minnetonka before <laughs> the summer's over with all the girls. From Jay, you just gave me my idea right after tryouts because tryouts are in August. We're going to get one last boat ride. I know a boat company too. So, yeah, I, might, I think I might do that, Sam. You just gave me something to do with these girls. That's a, it's an awesome idea with the families. Everybody get a boat. Um, so as before we jump into the show today, we're going to talk Kirk Cousins, of course. Kirk Cousins, he's always Rodney Dangerfield, no matter where he's at. So I don't, I don't care anymore. I think this is going to be fuel for the fire. He has a coach that's going to promote this fire like a bonfire. He's going to fan it. Hey, Kirk, they don't believe in you. He's going to fan that Kirk Cousins fire. Before we do, we got to have a word from our sponsors. The Sports Card Investor app is completely free. And this is a way for you to recapture your youth when you used to collect cards you can start again or you can begin for the first time find a new hobby with over 630,000 cards from every sport 
Hundreds more added each day. You can find the latest values of your favorite cards with seven day or 30 day charts if you're looking to cash in on some of those cards from back in the day. Find the best prices and buy directly through the app with our eBay deals feature. This is just a terrific app. Again, it's completely free. Download the Sports Card Investor app today, available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, or go to sportscardinvestor.com backslash locked on. So, Sam, as we jump into the open, uh, of course, on today's show, my boy Spice Adams is going to join me in the Hangover Ron Johnson segment. And then we're also going to have Spice Adams stick around for the Daily Three. So stay tuned for both of those. We got some good stuff coming up because I got some Penn State stuff I'm going to surprise Spice with. And I already know because we talk about it every day when we text every once in a while it pops up. And he's a hater, so I know he's going to act like it doesn't matter. I don't care. But we'll see how he takes the Penn State news and the Big Ten. But, Sam. Today's question, what is it and what? why is Kirk Cousins always in my mentions? What's going on? Yeah, so the latest ranking or poll came out at The Athletic. This is a big one every year. Mike Sando talks to 50 coaches, assistants, I assume, mostly. I don't, there might be a couple of head coaches mixed in there. But 50 coaches rank all the quarterbacks, Tier 1 through Tier 5. Uh, Kirk Cousins this year is in the third tier, number 15. Now, let me read off to you, Ron. Quarterbacks mm -hmm. 11 through 15. 11, Dak Prescott. 12, Derek Carr. 13, the, the man who just got paid, Kyler Murray, your favorite. And number 14, Matt Ryan. All in front of Kirk Cousins. Um, I'm, as we know, I'm not a huge Cousins guy. But even I look at this list and I say, Matt Ryan? Really? Matt Ryan is ahead of Kirk Cousins at his age? with as, as declining as he's appeared with, with Atlanta. Um, and then you can make an argument, too, that, you know, Murray uh, should be behind him and maybe even Derek Carr as well. So what do you make of – and these are NFL coaches putting Cousins behind the Cars, the Murrays, and uh, the Matt Ryans. So coaches talk. We know that. We, we know we've heard – like if there's coaches within the Vikings organization saying Mike Zimmer didn't, you know, didn't care for Kirk Cousins – um, I'm pretty sure other coaches around the league knew that as well. So that begins to weigh on you. When you have a stigma that's stuck to you, like I can't win on Monday night. I don't win in prime time. Uh, a lot of my stats from the Washington Commanders are garbage time. That's a stigma that is stuck with Kirk. I don't want to take chances. I, I, I'm a perfectionist, so I refuse to throw interceptions. Uh, or not refuse to throw interceptions, but I refuse to take a chance if it might be an interception because, you know, they call him the dump-off master. You know, he always dumps the ball off. Check down Charlie or whatever you want to call it. Um that's a stigma that's stuck with Kirk Cousins, and coaches are going to continue to harp on that, and that's why. Matt Ryan, we know we've seen what he did. we also seen what he did, 28-3 to uh, lead in the Super Bowl. But Matt Ryan can get you to a Super Bowl. He can you know, make plays. That 28-3 to loss is not his fault. I blame that on the coaches. Um, I blame that on their defense. Uh, there was so much to that that did not need to happen, like going zero blitz on Tom Brady when you're up. 28 to three, like I get trying to put your, your, your foot on their throat, but at some point let's sit back and make him dink and dunk us up the field to eat up some clock. Uh, I don't know if that was ego or what by the coaching staff, but there were some huge mistakes there. You think about Matt Ryan, though going to a new team. You look at that running game. He hasn't had a running game in a while like that. And so now I think that's a part of this. Like they're taking not Matt Ryan Falcons, Matt Ryan Coates. And so I think that's part of this. Like what, 
what can he do with this Frank Wright offense? What can he do with this coach, you know, attack? You look at the receivers they have. You got Reggie Wayne in the building now there um, as well. So you bring back that old coach Peyton Manning type of isms. That, that's why I think Kirk Cousins gets that. Derek Carr has Devontae Adams, so I completely understand that. He's the number one receiver in the NFL right now by a lot of people's votes, by Madden. Um, so you, you give that to Derek Carr, Derek Carr takes that leap. Um, a lot of people are down-talking Justin Jefferson's route running, saying he's not really a true route runner like a Jamar Chase. He's more of just, he's going to get open. Who cares? He gets open and catches the ball. But, you know, people always want to find a way to, 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 to denigrate what Kirk Cousins has done. Uh, Adam Thielen's a little bit long in the tooth, so that, that's going to weigh on it. They don't have a true tight end one. We don't know what Irv Smith's going to be. Can he stay healthy? Uh, this team is a run team, and now they have Dalvin Cook. How are they going to manage this? So there's a lot going against Kirk Cousins. I would have maybe put him ahead of Matt Ryan. Um, of course, I'm going to put him ahead of Kyler Murray. Um, but you know what? Top 15, hey, he's not in the bottom. I, I think that's where they're always going to try to put Kirk Cousins' average until this year when he he has to ignite something. He has to show a different person. If he is, the, and this is what I say, if he is that same person with a new voice and he's just like, he just can't let it go, he can't get out of it, um, hey, it's just one of those things that maybe that's who he is and and, and we've all been bamboozled. You know, we've all been fooled uh, by the glitz and glamour. But this is what I'll say. There's a story about fleas that can jump. And I guess they can jump really high. And, and, and the scientists put a jar over the top. And all these fleas that were born into this jar were just hitting the top. And they just kept hitting the top. And they, they remember that. They're going to hit the top. And then they took the jar top off. And the fleas, knowing they could jump out, did not. They jumped just right to the top. And they put them all back into a box. No ceiling. And they just jumped as high as that was. So I think that's where Kirk Cousins, he's never been able to jump out. He's always had that, that cover of a coach, like, don't do this, don't do that, don't lose games for me. And so he's he's he doesn't know what he can do because he's like, I'm not going to, I can't jump out. He's going to need somebody to show him he can jump out. And the long story of that, there was a flea that refused to not, like, conform. He jumps out. And all the other fleas are like, wait a minute, we can jump out of this? And they start doing it as well. And so that's where Kirk Cousins is. Like he has to mentally take the lid off. There's no lid. There's no ceiling. You can jump and go as high as you want. If Kirk Cousins does that, then I think people throw him a higher than that 15 ranking. But until then, he is where he is. And that's what people want to do. I mean, Sam, I don't know what you think about Kirk Cousins. Is that, that's where I land on him. Yeah, so I think you can definitely knock, you know, Cousins for being a bit of a stat inflator in garbage time, um, racking up the numbers when it doesn't count as much. That being said, numbers do mean something. Um, I look at the last three-year window of Matt Ryan, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr. Let me ask you first, Ron. Have any of them won a playoff game? I'll give you a hint. Uh, I know Derek Carr no. went to the playoffs. I don't know if they won he, or not, though. They have, so they lost to the Bengals last year, so he did not. Okay. Matt Ryan hasn't been to the playoffs. Kyler Murray went to the playoffs and lost. So Kirk Cousins is the only one of that group that has a playoff win in that time. Uh, completion percentage, edge goes to Cousins. Touchdown interception ratio, those guys are hovering around 2-1, to one, about 70 touchdowns, 35 interceptions. Cousins is closing in on 4-1 to one ratio. He's 92-26 to 26 in that window. Um, yardage, he's right there with them. Record, overall wins and losses, he's around 500, and that's kind of been the knock on him. But so is Derek Carr. Matt Ryan is 18-30 over the past three years. Kyler Murray wasn't a winning quarterback until this year. 
So I don't, I mean, and I know, so Kyler Murray has the athleticism edge and the youth edge. Like, I think people are buying into what he can be. Derek Carr kind of has that clutch gene, but he's not really that amazing play to play. Um, I think I could, I could make an argument that Kirk Cousins is above all three of them, but particularly Matt Ryan. That one grates on me because Matt Ryan's done nothing to elevate the Falcons in the last three years, really since they made that Super Bowl. Matt Ryan has been like a 20-touchdown, 15-interception kind of guy, 18-30 and 30 over the past three years. Uh, and he's three years older than Kirk. So the, the Matt Ryan being above Kirk Cousins floors me. I don't get it. Um, I don't think he's going to be that spectacular with the Colts, and I think Cousins is better. I don't think Cousins is a top-10 quarterback, but I also don't think he's below all three of those guys. Yeah, well, I mean – I don't know if it's my birthday, but Sam is approving Kirk Cousins. I've I've not seen that in a while, so I want to thank you. Um, but no, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I do agree with that. I I, I do see that. I, I just struggle with. I, I want to get to the season. Uh, I saw Kirk Cousins walking into the facility reporting, um, so I, I'm I'm ready. Like I know the 30th is going to be the first fan practice. I've already seen commercials for the PJ Flex show and the Vikings game day live. Um, so I'm ready. I'm ready to start working again. I'm ready to start getting out there with doing some football. That means football is back. Big Ten Media Day is coming up. We're going to talk about Big Ten stuff tomorrow or sometime this week because Big Ten Media Day is coming up. Um, but hey, that'll do it for this. We're going to bring in my boy. We're going to sit down, one-on-one -on -one conversation, hanging with Ron Johnson, my boy Spice Adams. He's about to jump in on the call. Let's go. Oh, no Spice Adams. I mean, he does the videos. He does the social media impressions. He's with Atheon Crockett. Uh, a lot of you don't know, Spice actually did play football at one point in his life. I know because <laughs> I played with him. <laughs> I played with him in high school, unfortunately. Uh, absolute. I mean, I think I could have probably – I could have I could have had better uh, potential, uh, but I couldn't stop from laughing half the game uh, just for, for some of the <laughs> dumb stuff he would say mid-game, post-game. I'll tell one of those stories later, but as as we talk about that, Spice played for the 49ers and the Bears. Uh, I mean, you guys know. I mean, he got the Kareem Bigum shirts. If you haven't found out, just Google Kareem Bigums. Uh, you'll see those videos. <laughs> uh, go to SpiceAdams.com if you want to get the merch and support because uh, his kids aren't athletic, uh, so it's going to their scholarship fund. Uh, so Spice, as we, as we jump into this, man, NILs. I mean, I know personally, like, I'm not a big time, like, Instagram reels and, and, and all that stuff. Like, I just don't, I, I can't yeah. find the time. Like, I see them and I'm like, oh, that'd be a great video to do. And then I'm like, I don't even know how to start shooting this stuff. Um, so I would have just probably tried to use my pretty face to get some NIL money, take my shirt off maybe mm -hmm. or something and, and do some swim trunk yeah. commercials. But for you, man, like, you are a true talent, you're a true creator. Uh, what could you have done in the college space? Because uh, I know you used to do dumb stuff in college. I saw some of your characters. So what, what could you have done in that space to market yourself? I think the NILs would have been endless for me because I always like people around me to have a good time. I like for them to laugh and just, you know, just, just be loose. Too many people are uptight about things that, that you know, happen in, in, in everyday life. So me doing the NILs in college, oh, man. People think they've seen something now. Back in college, it used to be going every day, all day. So, but when you look at, I mean, yeah, you say that. So now, and this is where I'm going with the coaches now. So I've seen some coaches 
that aren't too happy about NILs. I mean, I've been on the elevator with Herm Edwards. He and I were in a hotel for a little bit talking about it. Um, I've talked to, you know, PJ Flack. I've, I've talked to Glenn Mason, who was my former coach. What, I mean, what do you think? So, I mean, again, this, these videos will be out for the world to see, these sponsors. What do you think Joe Paterno would have said, like, to you every day in practice, like, looking at some of this stuff? He, could, he wouldn't be able to understand it. I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> things that Coach Paterno didn't understand that we were doing, you know, as time kept evolving. But after so long, you just make the adjustment, you know what I mean, just with anything else. At first – you know, everybody's going to be upset and not understanding what's going on. But as time keep going by, I think the coaches, they'll understand it. And then next thing you know, they'll be doing NILs or something like that or talking about it or just having an open dialogue. But uh, right now, a lot of people don't understand it and it's a, it's a hassle or whatever. But these kids are helping their parents. They're helping their families, you know. And, um, you know, I, I think it's a good thing, though. And here's where basketball went. And again, this has been an argument. I don't know if football can do this, but they're saying this might happen. Mm -hmm. So basketball, NCAA basketball right now, the way it's set, kids can transfer in the middle of the year, sit out the rest of that season, and then the next season play. Like no no penalty. So basically like a free agent almost. You know, like if your team sucks, yeah. you can start to be recruited and then go to another school. And because you got there in the middle of the year, if you do, you know, get there, get all your stuff in, you can move on. And then the next season, you can play with a new team. So, and there's no Big Ten to Big Ten issues. I don't see a team doing this, but you literally could play for Penn State, suck, and then go to Wisconsin and the next year be on a Big Ten championship team because of all of a sudden some dairy company in Wisconsin is offering you a $100,000 NIL to come be their shooting guard. Do you see that happening in football where players are going to jump ship for the money? It could. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't put anything past anybody, man. But like I say, man, people just got to make the adjustments. I mean, uh, things are changing and uh, everything is instant. Like everything has to happen like right now. So, you know, all of that stuff where you had to sit out a whole year or whatever, I guess that's just not a good idea. I mean, you got four, three, maybe four years when you, you're playing college football. And, you know, with basketball, you only got to be there a year. So, you know, it is what it is. And you look at, like, the Spices took Spice Adams. 18-year-old Spice Adams at Penn State University, uh, redshirting. All of a sudden, the University yeah. of Minnesota looking for a nose tackle. Immediate playing mm -hmm. time. You got 19, 18 to 19 Fortune 500 companies in Minnesota. You now have an NIL package on your desk or in your inbox yeah. for $200,000 to play at the University of Minnesota. Do you leave Penn State and come to Minnesota and play with your boy? Me? 18-year-old? Yes, Spice. you! 1998 nah. Spice, freshman, nah. you're getting 200 grand to come play with me in Minnesota. If, if it go 1999, nah. we just beat y'all, and now you got an offer, you can come be the number one nose tackle, you're going to come play with Karan Riley, Ron Johnson, Jermaine Landrum, in Minnesota, you got two hundred grand. You doing it? No. And if you stay at Penn State, you get nothing because <laughs> they don't want you out there because it's Happy Valley and there's nothing in the valley. No, I'll stay. I'll You're stay. lying. But that's just—I promise—that's just me being loyal. At some point, okay. I would look if 
if there's Fortune 500 company offering me 200,000, I must be worth a million then. But what if you get hurt? If they offer, what if I get hurt? What if I don't? <laughs> what if I don't get hurt, Ryan? True. You know what I'm saying? But you might. What is high? <laughs> what is higher? What is learn? What is learning? What is higher learning? See what I'm saying, brother? You got to overstand me. You too, you, you too busy trying to understand me. You got to overstand me, brother. That's where your problem is, man. That's been your problem since we was 12. You've been trying to understand, baby. You got to overstand, dog. I don't even know where to go with that, man. Oh, no, what's wrong with you? I have no idea what to say after that. I don't even, I have no idea where to go with that besides to say, Dude, you, you, got, you got a bear there with a Vikings hoodie on, and you're talking about you know. don't know what to say. I don't know, I what, don't to know what to that. say. Oh, hey, look at this picture. Can you see the screen? Unfortunately, yeah. Like, when you see that, what, what, what goes through your mind? It looks like a field goal. <laughs> That's it? That's what goes it's a field goal? Mind. Yeah. Yep. That's it? A field goal. That's all I got. Yeah. I'm not on the field. That's you weren't. I mean, but you were on the team, though. It doesn't matter. Just because you're not on I field goal block, you were a defensive tackle on this team. Hey man. So nothing. Ain't no I no team. heartache. Ain't no I in team. Ain't no No heartache team, for not being the number two team in the country anymore. No thoughts of if LeVar could have blocked it. If Ron hadn't have purposefully oh, tipped the ball to Arlen Bruce, maybe. If Ron hadn't you caught know, the people, ball for a touchdown. People gonna people say what? what they say. People, people remember things the way they remember them, and it, it was good times, man. We were number the two truth. I remember the truth. The That's the way it happened. We were number two in the nation. I don't think you could ever say that, Ron. <laughs> we beat on number any, two on any level. We, y'all weren't number two in nothing. Y'all was number two worst team wrestling. <laughs> Volleyball, <laughs> wrestling, and hockey. Pretty what? sure at some point we were you number two. You put up a football picture. You put up a football. I'm just saying. I'm talking. When you see football. 1999, I just wonder, like, other, oh, we we were number one in badminton. Nobody care. Nobody care about that. We talking about football, right? It's okay, man. I know you suppress that memory. Uh, Kevin Warren, president of the Big Ten Conference, right? He's like Thanos right now. He's trying to collect teams to create the ultimate like jewel of teams. The Big Ten gets USC and UCLA, now Notre Dude, Dame, you like UNC. That? You like that? I, you sound like Kirk Cousins. See, he, Kirk Cousins is wearing on you. We got we to gotta make sure we cut that and then use that right there. The Spice Adams, you like that Kirk Cousins tape. We got it I on don't, film I don't now. Like We're it. good to go. I don't like it. Why, why, see, yeah, I was going to say, so, so, so in my opinion, I need him to go get a couple more because we, heard, we just heard the SEC is now pandering as well. They're trying to become the biggest conference. Why, why don't you like the USC-UCLA move? I think, like, you, you put people at a disadvantage, man. Like, say if you're Indiana and, you know, you usually fly on Fridays – to go to Iowa or something like that. Now you're, you're making it like the team will have to leave on the Thursday now if they want to go all the way out to the West Coast and vice versa. Because I mean, if, if you leave Friday, you're not going to get that much time to adjust to 
you know, the three hour change, like it's, it's, it's just difficult, man. And then you put people in a bind. Like now you got to pay for an extra hotel day. Now there's more food. You know, like it's just, it's just a hassle, man. Like if it ain't broke, man, don't try to fix it. But yeah. And I get that. But I mean, for Minnesota, it's only like a four hour flight. I get Penn State that you guys got about six, seven hours out there uh, going over to USC and USC vice versa coming out to you guys. Um, but if they, I mean, they're, they're looking at Pitt, maybe. They're looking at Notre Dame. I mean, Pitt would be a nice addition for no, Penn those, State. Those now, and that's, that and that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to create because, but the Penn States, Indiana's, Ohio State's, from what I'm understanding, are not going to have to play those guys every year. It's going to be a West Big Ten steal, and then there's going to be the East Big Ten steal. So they're still going to try to directionally schedule these games. Basketball, yeah, they're going to be in for it, but basketball is used to that. They're always traveling for their games. They're always playing, you know, weird teams uh, at the beginning of the year anyway. So basketball is built differently. Um, they have a different type of flight, smaller, you know, smaller groups of guys trying to get out there. Uh, but Kevin Warren trying to uh, create this super conference. Do you think that 20 teams is like likely for the Big Ten? Because that's what it sounds like they're trying to get to. I mean, I guess it's likely, but would I like it? No. Like, why you even call yourself the Big Ten then? Now you're going to have 20 teams. You got to change your name to the Big 20. Like, right now, it's 16. Well, not right now, but in 2024, it's going to be 16. Like, come on, dog. Goodness gracious, man. Like, I understand the money is probably good, but jeez, man. Yeah. But think about that, though. Like, the 10, it'll be a 10 game. It'll be a 10-game season of all Big Ten teams that you get to play, and then you get to play two maybe at large. But you'll get 10 solid, maybe 10, even 12 solid Big Ten games. So now ESPN is going to come with billions. You know, ABC, Fox, they're all going to come with the billions because they're going to want that Big Ten TV contract along with the simulcast of the Big Ten network. So, I mean, I'm just saying Ryan, it's about the money. Guess what? Guess what, don't care. I know they're gonna come with the billions anyway. It they don't it, like it's gonna keep on going up. You always year. need more like, billions. You could always somebody. use more billions. No, no man. Yes, no. yes, exactly. Stop it, bro. You're right. You know Just I'm right. Stop it. You know I'm right. If it ain't broke. Don't try to fix it, dog. You're gonna get the money anyways. How though? Like if the SEC goes and gets 24 teams, then what? Now the Big Ten scrambling. Yeah, that's what they're. I mean, no. it's an arms race at this point. Yeah, everybody is trying to compete with different conferences. It's football. People gonna watch football. It don't matter. No matter if it's the SEC. No matter if it's Big Ten, Big East, Big Twelve. It don't matter. It's football. People gonna watch it. They're not gonna. Oh, I, I want to watch SEC now. I want like. People are going to watch football, period. It don't matter. Oh, man. Well, clearly Spice is not about the money, even though he makes 17 million videos a day. But up next, you're going to have me and my boy Spice jump into the Daily 3. Sam Ekstrom's going to run the show. You know what, Sam? Let's bring Sam in now. Let's just let's just go ahead and do it because, Spice, you, 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 really, you, you really annoy me, the fact that you don't want the money, even though I know you do. I know you want the money. 
Big news over the weekend, Kyler Murray getting paid $46 million per year. That's Spice Adams territory, almost $230 million total for the Cardinals quarterback. I want to get both your thoughts on the Murray extension. Ron, let's start with you. Yeah, so this is what I'm going to say about Kyler Murray, or as uh, I forgot his name, the cornerback uh, that thinks his name is Calamari. Um, but but Kyler Murray's $46 million. One, this is what it makes me think of. I don't think he's too much better than Kirk Cousins. So that scares me a little bit that Kirk Cousins might be able to ask somebody for $230 million. I hope that's not the case, but clearly everybody's putting Kyler Murray up there with Lamar Jackson and all these other guys. So with Kyler Murray getting $46 million, what I see is going to happen eventually, either one, the salary cap is going to go up, and there's something out there that these owners know that we don't. Uh, that there's going to be a ridiculous like contract money or something because to give that guy 46 million a year now you're going to be cap stra uh, cap strapped to to like keep your pieces. I mean you got all these receivers you're bringing in. You already lost one in Christian Kirk. How can you keep all these guys and these weapons and actually have a running game? So maybe they're going to go away from the trying to pay a running back and it is going to be receiver driven. But you still got to get defense. You still got to pay because JJ Watt's getting old. You got to pay these guys. They already lost some pieces. So. That $46 million a year to me, uh, that just seems like a, a, a tantrum was thrown, and he threw a tantrum, and he got his way. He took all the social media stuff down. Uh, he saw what Deshaun Watson got, and that pushed his agent to say, hey, he's not happy. He thinks he's better. Why don't you guys pay him? Spice, I don't know what you think. He deserved that money. That's what I think. <laughs> he probably should have got more. All right, this is what the market saying. They can pay top quarterbacks, and that's what they paid him. That's what he's worth. I don't understand it. I don't understand the hate. It's quarterbacks out there that get blasted, blindsided every day. This guy's shaking and baking and throwing for 400 yards here and there. Give him all the money. Give him 50 million a year. That's what I say. I don't understand you. Like you just told me the TV's going to come and the money's going to come and we don't need to make big yeah. tier big. And it's 20 teams and we've got too many. And now you're saying, yeah. give him all the money. So how come he can get all the money in the Big money. Ten? We can't get it. You're a hater, man. You just hate the, the money. The going to be there. The money ain't going nowhere. What did the Big they, Ten do to you? They, they paying out billions. They paying out billions, man. All you got to do is just be patient, man. Just like Kyler Murray. He was patient. So if Kyler Murray's worth $46 million, how much is Kirk Cousins worth? And how much is uh, your boy with the Bears worth? Justin Fields. $46 like million? Um, whatever the market wanted to pay him. That's what he's worth. Do you think Justin Fields is ever going to get to that, though? 46 mil. It depends on this season. It depends on this season and then the next season. And then he can go to the table and say, hey, I want that Kyler Murray. I want that Calamari. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> Akeem Tlaib. I knew it was going to come to me. I want to be Akeem Tlaib, that broadcast. That. Yeah, the broadcast was the funniest. He kept calling them Calamari. Oh, man, I was dying <laughs> laughing. All right, Sam, what's the next one, man? Quick note on QB salaries, by the way. Kirk Cousins' contract now, 10th most in the NFL. It's practically a bargain what they're See? signing him yep. for now. Uh, you like that, don't you, Ron? So I, I another loaded question for you on NFL quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson, uh, it's getting awkward now because he's reporting to training camp. And he's going to be suspended, but nobody knows for how long. And people are speculating four games, six games, eight games, a season, two seasons. You've seen everything predicted about how long he's going to be out for. Why is this taking so long? And how long is this suspension actually going to be? Ron, let's, let's see what you think. 
Um, I, the, how long is it going to be is tough. That's a tough one for me. Uh, but this is what I think. It, it's taken so long because the fact that the Houston Texans now have settled with, I think, all 30 women um, because they feel like that the Texans withheld uh, possibly knowing some of these, you know, emails, these DMs looking for massage therapists. Um, Deshaun Watson is sticking to his gun saying nothing was forced. So not saying nothing would happen. He's just saying nothing was forced, which, A, like, I, I understand that. Like, if you're saying stuff happened and I didn't force anybody to do it and you got people re redacting and retracting their statements saying, look, I felt like I was pressured from X. There's somebody pulling the strings behind the scenes that's got this started um, because I'm st <clears throat> you're starting to see all the tweets about this stuff. But at the end of the day, with Deshaun watching the NFL, I think that the NFL is just trying to make sure they have all the information. Um, they're trying to talk to all the people involved. They're trying to make sure that they're not just being hasty and, 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 and succumbing to what, you know, the world wants. They just want something to happen, like make a decision. And they don't want to make a quick decision because this is somebody's life. This is something serious. You also have victims in this and you have to take that just as serious. You have to be very cognizant of their feelings in this too and make sure if you are coming up with an idea or a situation or a scenario, they're okay with it. That's what I think is taking so long. They want to make sure everybody is okay with what's going to happen next. I don't know. What do you think, yeah. Spice? I guess, you know, I, I guess they they taking their time. I mean, this this has been going on for a whole season, and I guess Cleveland got all the information that they could get, and then they said, "Hey, we think at some point in time, uh, you know, some things are going to start to happen where you know we we're, we're comfortable enough to give Deshaun Watson all these millions of dollars." So. I mean, we'll see, man. Time cures all, but you know, uh, like 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 you just said, you know, you just gotta pray for everybody, uh, for all the victims or whatever. If there was victims, like I don't know, like it's just everything is like all up in the air. Like we don't know what's going on, but we do know that Deshaun Watson got paid. We know that. So I mean, I I don't know what's going on in this situation, man. But I guess we just gotta hurry up and wait. Yeah, two hundred thirty million guaranteed. He's getting one million yeah, this year, which kind of makes me feel like the Browns' newest suspension was coming. The fact that they only are going to pay him one million, and that he agreed to one million in the first year, knowing that if he gets suspended, he doesn't get that million. He still gets two hundred and twenty-nine million, which is a ton of money. So, I think everybody was aware something was going to happen. Can't wait to see what you guys think about this one. All right, this is the the hard hitting ESPN story of the day. Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> has been married three prior times. Uh, each of those times, Tom Brady won the championship that year. One of them was in college, remember, before the BCS. His Michigan team was co-champions with Nebraska when J-Lo got married the first time. The second time, he won a Super Bowl with the Patriots. The third time, he won another Super Bowl with the Patriots. So why is this a story today? Well, J-Lo has tied the knot with Ben Affleck. So is Tom Brady set to win a fourth championship in the same year as j-lo gets married well j-lo is probably i mean kyle rudolph's probably happy so kyle rudolph as we know I, I said it on the show he had two options the vikings and the bucks he told me to my face i'm just not adam schefter so i'm not i wasn't going to put that out there i told everybody that i'm not going to tweet the team but i knew it was going to be that one the vikings wanted to give a wide berth as we saw with um uh, espn analyst that came on the show uh kevin seaford he said 
the Vikings wanted to give a wide berth to, to uh, what's his name, Irv Smith Jr. So we knew the Bucks were the landing spot. But now Kyle Rudolph has a chance because J-Lo has gotten married. There's also one out there with Kendrick Lamar. Every time he drops an album, the Warriors win a championship, which happened again. So I don't know if Tom Brady and J-Lo are, like, interconnected mentally, like – uh, the Avatar movie where, you know, she's hooked into a thing and it's just promoting Tom Brady's life. And she's like, you know what? This is Tom Brady's last ride. Let me go ahead and tie the knot with Ben Affleck. But weren't they married before? That's what I was confused about. Like, I thought they were already married once or maybe they were just heavily dating. Um, <clears throat> but the fact that J-Lo and Tom Brady are connected through that, that's the weirdest connection ever. But leave it up to ESPN to find that connection. That's super weird. But hey, if this happens, I, I might just throw a hundred bucks on the bucks anyway, uh, because J Lo is powerful. So I don't ever her beehive is like Beyonce. I don't ever want to doubt it. Man, they they will find a stat. It does not matter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, man, woman, child, or beast, they're gonna find some type of connection between. Tom Brady and a fox, Tom Brady and a coyote, like something, man. They they find some type of stat to go by just to give Tom Brady another championship, man. The man is running out of fingers. He don't have enough fingers to put all the rings on, man. It season ain't even the preseason ain't even started, and they're trying to crown Tom Brady again. I'm sick of it, man. I'm I'm tired of it, man. You got quarterbacks out here getting forty plus million dollars, and you talking about Tom Brady? And nobody want to hear this. I want to hear about Tom Brady every day of my life, man. Cut it out, man. Tom Brady and J Lo. Oh, what happened when 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 J Lo breaks up the the engagement? Tom Brady is twelve and one. Not nobody care about none of that junk. It's stupid. I hope that my daughter and J Lo are connected because J Lo got married. And Cameron got a trophy. So maybe every time J-Lo <laughs> gets married, Cam's going to win a championship. I don't know if she'll be playing for Oklahoma, the Gophers, Iowa, who knows. But maybe J-Lo will get married at the age of 67. Uh, and then, you know, that'll be Cam somewhere else winning a, a championship, maybe with, with Softball USA. Who knows? Who knows? She, but is, J-Lo, she, she is Thanos at this point. She got the uh, the purple stone, the green stone. She got, man, she is Thanos. Thanos of marriage? Yeah, man. She got every stone you can have, man. She got the time stone. She got like, she got everything, man. Jeez. I'm not going to even make an A-Rod joke. I was going to say something about A-Rod, but I can't even make the joke. She didn't even marry A-Rod. She could at least marry A-Rod and then divorced him, too, and then moved on to Ben Affleck. But, hey, yeah. something about Ben. She loved him. But, hey, that'll do it for the Rod Johnson Show today. I want to thank my boy Spice Adams for joining me on the Daily Three, the one-on-one -on -one hanging out with Ron Johnson segment. And I want to thank everybody for continuing to listen, download, and subscribe. Please, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, wherever it is, just get it, download, take us, like, share, comment. Tell us what you think about Spice Adams because he's lying. We know he would have came to Minnesota for $200,000. Hey, please tweet, retweet him, tweet at him, let him know he is lying. He would have done it. Um, we know that. I, I, There's no doubt in my mind. But I'll thank you guys and have a great day.